0: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen
2: I'M YOUR HOST, STEPHEN COLBERT. (laughs) YOU KNOW, FOLKS, IF uh, if YOU'VE BEEN READING THE PAPERS OR WATCHING THE NEWS, uh, YOU'LL KNOW THAT IT WAS YET ANOTHER DAY OF BICKERING FOR LAWMAKERS TODAY IN WASHINGTON, D.C. THE SUBJECT WAS A PROPOSAL FROM OREGON SENATOR AND SAD BUSINESS MIME, RON WYDEN. (laughs) SENATOR WYDEN WANTS TO PAY FOR THE BIDEN AGENDA WITH SOMETHING CALLED THE BILLIONAIRE'S INCOME TAX. Now, the details are a little complex. Let me try to explain it. Billionaires, there's this thing called taxes, <laughs> and you should pay any. <laughs> the proposal... <laughs> the proposal affects only people with a billion dollars in assets or those earning more than $100 million in income three years in a row. Okay, here's a simple way to see if it affects you. Take your spare superyacht to your third house that's on the private island shaped like your own head. <laughs> Look in your garage. If there isn't a spaceship in there, you're fine. Okay, <laughs> calling See, so you, you have to go all the way. You have to do all of that. Look at the Ferrari, too. Calling on a billionaire income tax was smart branding by the Democrats because Republicans are going to sound pretty out of touch if they oppose it. Which they immediately did. (laughs) Take Utah Senator and Dad telling a spooky story about a man with only one house. (laughs) Mitt Romney. See, currently, billionaires only pay taxes on the money they make from investments like stocks after they sell them. But Wyden wants to change that. And Romney thinks that's bad for America that people are these multi-billionaires that can look and say, I don't want to invest in the stock market because as that goes up, I'm going to get taxed. So maybe I will instead invest in a ranch or in paintings or things that don't build jobs and create a stronger economy. What? Are you actually saying ranches and paintings don't create jobs? Tell that to Gary's Fine Art Emporium and Dude Ranch. Come on in and lasso a Picasso. Y'all, rope a steer and peep-a-vermeer. <laughs> yee Those dead guys couldn't draw. <laughs> no word on what's going to happen with this, except that Joe Manchin is against it, so it's dead. <laughs> While nothing on his agenda was getting done, the president was in Virginia yesterday, stumping in the governor's race for a Democratic candidate Terry McAuliffe, seen here looking at his poll numbers. <laughs> THE RACE IS EXTREMELY CLOSE, STILL EXTREMELY CLOSE. SO BIDEN CAME IN WITH GUNS blazing AGAINST MCAULIFFE'S OPPONENT, REPUBLICAN NOMINEE AND JARED KUSHNER CLONE, WHERE THEY FILLED IN THE GAPS WITH FROG DNA, (laughs) GLENN YOUNGKIN. BIDEN QUESTIONED WHY YOUNGKIN'S SUDDENLY SO SHY ABOUT HIS TIES TO THE FORMER PRESIDENT. HE WON'T ALLOW DONALD TRUMP TO CAMPAIGN FOR HIM IN THIS STATE. WHAT'S HE TRYING TO HIDE? IS THERE A PROBLEM WITH TRUMP BEING HERE? Is he embarrassed? Yes. Is he embarrassed by the tang faced troop insulting fascist with raccoon hair whose signature scent is burger fart? <laughs> is he. <laughs> Biden went on to explain how even though Youngkin appears unthreatening, he's still tied to extremism. Extremism can come in many forms, it can come in the rage of a mob driven to assault. Driven to assault the Capitol. It can come in a smile and a fleece vest. Hey, don't drag fleece vests into this. As a middle aged man, I can tell you it is impossible not to smile when you're swallowed in the fuzzy embrace of some Patagonia. You're not too hot, you're not too cold, your core is nice and cozy, but your arms are free to roam. But the real star of the show last night was Terry McAuliffe's dance moves. Look at that vanilla shake. Okay, uh, Governor, maybe dance like somebody is watching. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't the only time McAuliffe has backed it up like a campaign bus. He also boogied with Barack, did whatever this is with Kamala Harris. AND HERE HE IS LAST WEEK ADVERTISING ZERO PERCENTAGE APR (laughs) FINANCING AND ALL NEW HONDA CIVICS. THERE YOU GO. THERE YOU GO. IT'S A BREAKTHROUGH. FORTUNATELY, IF MCAULIFFE LOSES THE ELECTION, HE CAN ALWAYS GO BACK TO HIS DAY JOB AS FOUNDER OF THE FATHER OF THE BRIDE DANCE ACADEMY. (laughs) I PAID FOR THIS RECEPTION, AND I'M GOING TO HAVE A GOOD TIME. (laughs) OH, THIS IS NICE. I LIKE SAYING THIS. THERE'S SOME GOOD COVID NEWS. Mm. LAST NIGHT, AN FDA PANEL OFFICIALLY RECOMMENDED COVID SHOTS FOR CHILDREN FIVE TO ELEVEN. YEAH, HEY. HEY, KIDS, GUESS WHO GETS TO GO TO THE DOCTOR TWICE IN THE SPACE OF THREE WEEKS? AND DON'T WORRY, HE WILL STAB YOU. (laughs) NOW, PARENTS HAVE BEEN WAITING FOR THIS FOR A LONG TIME, BUT IT TOOK A LONG TIME, BECAUSE THESE TRIALS WERE THOROUGH. The FDA report included every single health incident any child in the trial experienced even if it was totally unrelated to the vaccine. For instance, one kid swallowed a penny. <laughs> so now that kid's immune to COVID and valid for one wish if you toss him into a well. <laughs> There's also Sure, toss him into the well. Toss him into the well. Toss him into the well. There's also a vaccine update for adults. The CDC has announced that some immunocompromised people can get a fourth COVID shot. Okay, so first was you need two shots. Then it was you need a booster. Now it's you need a booster for your booster. Next is just putting people in the vax booth. Speaking, sure, sure. Speaking of COVID, COVID. It's had some weird, unpredictable impacts on the economy, and we're learning about a new one now. Between labor shortages and stuff shortages, folks have seen an economy wide decline in service quality. For example, even though Disney World's been reopened for months, they've yet to restart their parking lot tram services, forcing visitors to walk nearly a mile to enter the parks. Of course, this being Disney, they've rebranded it Simba's Boiling Asphalt Stroll. <laughs> So that's a lot more fun. It's actually more fun than you think. Yo oh, yeah? Actually Barlin more fun than you I don't know about that. I don't know. This increased level of sucking is happening everywhere. <laughs> Airlines are putting customers on hold for hours, and Domino's is taking longer to deliver pizzas, forcing Americans to wait more than 30 minutes for disappointment. <laughs> all right, all right. Even highway rest stops are struggling to keep up the same level of service that they had before. And keep in mind, the level of service they had before was everything smells like a urinal cake. (laughs) But this problem is a two-way street because... FREQUENT SURVEYS SUGGEST THAT RUDE SHOPPERS COULD BE FUELING THE LABOR SHORTAGE. WELL, WHO CONDUCTED THAT SURVEY? I DEMAND TO SPEAK TO THEIR MANAGER. NO ONE CALLS ME RUDE. AND FURTHERMORE, NO, YOU CALM DOWN. OH, YOU'RE VIDEOTAPING ME? FINE, I'LL VIDEOTAPE YOU TOO. THAT'S FINE. LOOK, WE'RE BOTH DOING IT NOW. NO. NO. WRONG. NO. uh uh. uh uh. UH-HUH, NO. YOU'RE GONNA BE INTERNET FAMOUS. SORRY, I SNAPPED. (laughs) NOW, FOLKS, I WANT TO LAY MY CARDS ON THE TABLE HERE. Mm -hmm. I LOVE WORDS. THEY'RE MY FAVORITE PART OF READING, AFTER SITTING. (laughs) AND NOW THERE'S EVEN MORE OF THEM, BECAUSE TODAY, MERRIAM-WEBSTER ANNOUNCED THE ADDITION OF 455 NEW WORDS AND MEANINGS. THAT'S SO MANY! I CAN BARELY KEEP UP THE ONES WE ALREADY HAVE! LIKE, DID YOU KNOW THAT RAVEL AND UNRAVEL MEAN THE SAME THING? THAT'S INSANE! OR SANE, SINCE EVERYTHING MEANS THE SAME THING NOW. SOME OF THE NEW WORDS ARE COVID-RELATED, LIKE SUPER SPREADER, BREAKTHROUGH, AND VACCINE PASSPORT. DO WE REALLY HAVE TO ADD THOSE DEPRESSING WORDS TO THE DICTIONARY? THAT FEELS SO PERMANENT. CAN'T WE JUST FORGET ABOUT THEM WHEN ALL THIS IS OVER, LIKE WE DID WITH scurvy AND and GAUCHO PANTS AND SPACE JAM 2? BUT THERE'S FUN. you YOU LIKE THE SPACE JAM OVER THERE? YOU LIKE THE SPACE JAM TOO? Yeah. Oh, WE FOUND THE AUDIENCE? <laughs> IT'S JOHN LAMPLEY ON John TRUMPET. Lampley. THAT'S IT. YOU'RE THE GUY WHO WANTED TO GO SEE IT. Yeah. LOVED IT? BUT THERE'S FUN NEW WORDS TOO. OTHER ENTRANTS INCLUDE DAD BOD, AIR FRYER, AND FLUFFER NUTTER. <laughs> WHICH IS A CRAZY COINCIDENCE, BECAUSE THE REASON THAT I HAVE A DAD BOD IS THAT I AIR FRY WAY TOO MUCH FLUFFER NUTTER. <laughs> No, you calm down. (laughs) In airport news, also known as Hudson News, (laughs) Delta Airlines is launching new facial recognition technology for security lines with the TSA. Bad news for smugglers who hide cocaine in their cheeks. (laughs) Here's how it works. When customers pass through security, their image is taken, encrypted, and sent to U.S. Customs and Border Protection's facial biometric matching service. So now they'll have a permanent record of your face at its best after you woke up at 4 a.m., yelled at your kids, and stress-ate a Cinnabon over a trash can. <laughs> there's also... There's also... Is this breaking? Is this breaking? There's also a breaking crime story. Because this week, authorities seized whale poop worth $1 million. Whoa! Whale poop worth a $1 million? That explains this scene from Moby Dick.
3: Now, hear me. You
2: are to look for a white whale. And bring me his doo-doo. I'm gonna make it rain. Now, why is whale poop so expensive? Turns out it's a valuable ingredient in perfumes. Yes, you can find it in scents such as Chanel number (laughs) two, dingleberry. And who can forget this iconic Dior ad? And you? What would you do for? Well, poop. Now, (laughs) to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, sure. (laughs) To be fair, there is some debate about whether it's actually poop, because technically we're talking about something called ambergris, and there are conflicting opinions as to how ambergris emerges from the whale. Some believe it passes along with fecal matter, while others think that the whale regurgitates the mass as whale vomit. Well, which is it? I need to know if it's puke or poop before I spritz it on my pulse points. (laughs) we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, booze news. You know, in these troubling times and in these divisive times, there is only one thing Americans can all agree on. We could use a drink. Because according to a new study, nearly one in five Americans is consuming an unhealthy amount of alcohol, which is why I switched to Carlo Rossi. Burn a lot of calories hoisting that jug to your mouth. I got huge biceps and significant short-term memory loss. Welcome back. Hi, John. Elizabeth Banks is here. Yeah! Elizabeth Banks is in the house. Well, in response to this growth in the guzzle sector, all sorts of unexpected brands have started launching their own alcoholic beverages. So much so that, according to industry experts, lines are blurring across the beverage industry. Warning, if your lines are blurring, you may have had too much beverage industry. (laughs) Well, folks, I'm a huge fan of both trends and alcohol. So I'll tell you all about both in my segment, Booze News!
0: Extra! Extra!
2: Read all about <laughs> Booze News In tonight's Booze News In tonight's Booze News the fast food chain Sonic is turning its slushes into hard seltzer flavors. Perfect for when you want to go to Sonic, but also want to forget you went to Sonic <laughs> The hard seltzer showcase all your favorite Sonic slush flavors like cherry limeade mango guava and ocean water Because you know how when you get a mouthful of ocean water, the first thing you think is, more of that, please. And I've got great news for anyone who ever said, I wish this wine tasted like mustard, because Grey Poupon has introduced a wine made with mustard seeds. Oh, sure, when Grey Poupon does it, it's high concept. But when I dunk my hot dog in a bucket of wine, it's a cry for help, and I'm asked to leave the stadium.
3: Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Next up, <laughs> next up in the decanter, Pepsi has partnered with Boston Beer Company to create an alcoholic Mountain Dew called Hard Mtn Dew. <laughs> That's right, just M T N, because the vowels were all lost in a custody battle. <laughs> now you might be thinking, Steve, are you being fair? Isn't it kind of normal for food and beverage companies to launch alcohol brands? Well. SOME SUPER WEIRD COMPANIES ARE POPPING THE CORK ON ALCOHOL BRANDING OPPORTUNITIES LIKE THE HALLMARK CHANNEL, FAMOUS FOR THEIR HOLIDAY MOVIES LIKE CHRISTMAS NEXT DOOR, A PRINCESS FOR CHRISTMAS, AND A SHOE Addict's CHRISTMAS. <laughs> SHE SNORTS A RAIL OF GROUND-UP JIMMY Chews. IT'S SAD. Oh, my WELL, NOW THE HALLMARK CHANNEL IS LAUNCHING A HALLMARK CHANNEL WINE CLUB THAT DELIVERS ON THE HALLMARK CHANNEL LIFESTYLE. AND BASED ON THEIR MOVIES, I ASSUME IT'S ALL WHITE'S. Well, this—well, this, mm, mm, mm. well, this booze nanza's got me thinking. I like drinking and making money and making money from drinking, which is why I'm proud to announce the new Late Show Wine Club. Remember, it's always 11:30 somewhere. <laughs> the Late Show wines. Late Show wines pair perfectly with our show. WHY DON'T YOU TRY OUR MONOLOGUE MERLOT? <laughs> IT'S TOPICAL WITH NOTES OF POP CULTURE REFERENCES MY YOUNG STAFF MEMBERS HAD TO EXPLAIN TO ME. <laughs> Chugi, AND FOR SOMETHING LIGHTER, TRY OUR PINOT Gestio. <laughs> AM I TALKING TO ELIZABETH BANKS TONIGHT? DRINK ENOUGH OF THIS AND YOU'LL THINK YOU ARE TOO. SIGN UP FOR THE LATE SHOW WINE CLUB TODAY. WHY JUST WATCH TV WHEN YOU CAN STREAM IT RIGHT INTO YOUR MOUTH? WE'LL BE RIGHT BACK. UP NEXT,
0: ELIZABETH BANKS. Going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Now, I understand this is the first time you've been in front of a live audience since COVID. How does it it feel? I
3: am afraid.
2: Of how you react?
3: (laughs) Of everyone breathing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're all vaccinated. All these people dunked in Purell before they're allowed in
3: and they laugh when you talk it's amazing yes yeah, it's, really, <laughs> it's
2: nice you know it's if really the show is working because they make this noise with their it's mouth it's
3: so incredible yes. to have instantaneous feedback isn't it yeah. no
2: uh and and listen you're building an empire you've got uh, you're an actor director producer mm-hmm. game show host
3: press your luck baby no whammy
2: Biz- business executive and now a podcast host
3: that's right okay Thank you.
2: The podcast is called my, Bo- my Body, My Podcast. My Body,
3: My Podcast. What I mean, you got to name a podcast? AND sure. It's always so. Well, uh, I'm going to talk about my body. It should be called My Body, My Podcast.
2: Sure. But well, that reminds me of uh, our bodies ourselves. And, is, is, and it, is that basically yes, the it's, idea? It's, it
3: is a little bit that idea. It's a, it's a sex ed podcast, a continuing education for me about sex, sexuality, and all the questions that I still have as okay. an adult. Sure. And all the answers I felt like I needed because I'm a parent. Of two boys who are about to go through puberty, and mm. I'm am unprepared, as as everyone is.
2: No one, no one is prepared.
3: <laughs> no one, they're not prepared. You
2: cannot be prepared I'm for prepared. it. Have you had the what you call it, the talk?
3: Of course, yeah, yeah, had it early. How'd you handle it? Well, you know, kids have an incredible curiosity about where they're from very early on. Mm-hmm. You know, and they see pregnant people and they see puppies and kittens, so they know. Mm-hmm some things about how the world
2: works. And mommy they know, has puppies. In and, her.
3: And, they, and, and they knew <laughs> they knew they had a penis, and they knew that I had a vagina okay. and a, a vulva and a uterus, and they knew that they were part of their dad and part me, an egg and a sperm. Mm-hmm. So all of those things had been discussed. So we were, when we were in the back of the car and the question came, yes, yes, mommy, but how does the sperm get to the egg? I realized, oh. Oh, he's asking about, like, the act. Right. (laughs) The thing. And
2: you said, (laughs) well, we're Amazon Prime, so we get two-day delivery. (laughs) 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 That's why Jeff Bezos (laughs) looks like a sperm.
3: That's it. That's it. (laughs) No.
2: No? No? So how do you you handle that? I
3: straight up, I I actually even used this gesture at one point.
2: Now, I wonder because whether CBS is, is going to blur that.
3: I don't know if CBS is going to blur it. This isn't even Because you're anything.
2: just talking about getting married and putting a ring on That's someone's for, finger. That's all that means. You know,
3: that is kind it's of putting a ring on it. On it. That's exactly. Right. It is.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we, I, first did of all, they ex- I, did I they... do not think you should... Let me just say this right off the bat. You should not lie to your kids about it. If they ask, it's because they're curious and they're age-appropriate. They, th- you should tell them straight up what it is. If you say stork, then later on they're going to ask, well, what else did she lie to me about? Because they're going to figure out soon enough, it ain't storks.
2: I didn't lie at all. <laughs> they asked me, and I said, ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirty business.
3: Stephen, we have what? to get more men involved in the conversation. Okay. Because one of the things we talk about on the podcast yes? is how much emotional baggage men and husbands and fathers and brothers and dads, Lee and dads, leave to the women in their lives. Okay. So, you know, for instance, like, you have to be able to talk to your wife. You Do you buy tampons to your wife?
2: Uh, I have, I mean, sure. I have, sure, yeah, right. not so a big deal. So, I
3: have, you know, I have a rule. Like, if he's not willing to buy tampons for you, kick him out of the bed.
2: <laughs> That's nice. Things like that. Sure.
3: You gotta be able to say, you know, you, name your body parts. I mean, these are, these words have this incredible stigma and shame attached to them, sure. which I find, you know, it's not healthy. Not and, at all. And um, the more we can open up these conversations, the healthier, more intimate, and more, uh, I, my hope is the, 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 the more um, deep interactions my sons are gonna have with other human beings.
2: That's lovely, yeah. that's lovely.
3: So that so was So we hope. need a name. Name the body part. You
2: need to name and de-shame.
3: Name and de-shame. Great idea. Yeah, so a big part that doesn't get named for women is, uh, you know, we do uh, what my friend Peggy Orenstein calls a clitorectomy, which is like, we basically, we go, like, here's your nose, here's your belly button, here's your knees. It's like, little boys have a thing that sticks out, and then everyone goes, that's your pee-pee or your penis. Mm -hmm. And with girls, they're like, we don't talk about that part. We don't you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you will get like a vagina maybe, but you know what you never talk about? The G spot. You never talk about like where the good stuff is.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know. <laughs> can we say it?
2: Of course you can. Can
3: we? Of course say you can. It? Of course you I can. I mean we can all say clitoris together. Yes.
2: Graffenberg. <laughs> like...
3: Gra <laughs> is that what it is? That's, That's yeah, the, the G, G stands spot Graffenberg. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey. I've read Penthouse. <laughs>
3: We have an entire bit on the podcast about illicit imagery and porn, too. That's a whole other illicit conversation. Illicit imagery
2: and porn, like things you can't show even in porn?
3: <laughs> no, I suppose I suppose nowadays you can show everything. But um, how are young people, if you leave sex ed up to, you know, young people, like sure. if you don't talk about these things, right. their number one teacher these days is porn, pornography. And right. we, it's so accessible. and. And I personally, I just felt like, I'd rather they hear stuff from me. and that That's we, a good idea. And that when they're seeing it, they are, have a real literacy around it.
2: Right. Because none of it's, it's fantasy. It's not, it's it's not reality. Not real. exactly. They don't it's talk about real. razor burn at all. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> we have to take a quick break. But when we return, uh, Elizabeth and I will start drinking. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Were you raised very openly about this or was there sort of shame associated for you?
3: You know, my, my mom, I think, Uh, I speak to my mom about this on the podcast because one of the things I talk about is having a trusted adult in your life. And I'm very lucky that I had a trusted adult in my mom and and a little bit in my dad. But really, my mom, um, she's the oldest of six sisters and one brother, so seven kids. Oh, wow. And she didn't have any information growing up. And I think she really felt like a way to empower her daughters was to give them real information as soon as we were ready and then she sat us down and we watched The Miracle of Life, Nova's documentary. It's the most sure. watched documentary of all time. Still available. And John Lithgow does a wonderful uh, <laughs> voiceover. Sure. And uh, I, to this day, have seared in my brain the image of... of <clears throat> into <laughs> the, the uh, vaginal canal and the sperm making their way to the egg. Mm-hmm. Uh... And you can hear that and watch it all right now, you know, with John Lithgow's wonderful voiceover. You you can hear it. You can literally hear it. It goes. Yeah. That sounds about
2: right. That sounds about right. I know,
3: does it? That rings a bell. That rings a bell. Yeah. (laughs) And I I I want to keep
2: keep talking about this, but since we only have a few more minutes here, I I do. You're also a a um, a creative. Consultant, what I, is it?
3: I'm the chief creative officer.
2: For a, a canned wine company called Archer Roos.
3: Yeah. This is our rose.
2: Okay. And where is where's the creative part come in? Because there's wine, there's a can, yeah. and I'm curious. <laughs>
3: it says where curious where right on the back. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Curious. Cheers. It's, cheers. It's, um... To the clitoris. Thanks. Beautiful. Beautiful.
2: WELL, IT WAS LOVELY TO HAVE YOU. THANK YOU SO MUCH hey. FOR BEING HERE. Yay. THANK YOU FOR THE DELICIOUS Cheers. refreshment.
1: AFTER THE BREAK, GEORGIA FOX. <laughs>
2: <laughs> SO NICE TO MEET YOU. THANKS FOR BEING HERE.
1: WOW, THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR HAVING ME. IT'S A THRILL. I, I HAVEN'T BEEN TO NEW YORK IN TWO YEARS. OH, WOW.
2: Welcome I'M back. A NEW YORKER, AND I'M BACK. WELCOME BACK, back. And WELCOME BACK.
1: IT FEELS, IT'S MAGIC.
2: SO, YOU WERE ON CSI FOR 15 YEARS. And uh, you're back for a 10-episode run, it looks like. Yes. For the first time in six years. Yes. What's it like to step back into your character of Sarah Seidel after that period of time? Because I'm sure at a certain point you went, I'm hanging up my spurs.
1: Oh, yeah, we thought we were done, done, done. You know, Mm -hmm. we had this amazing run... We had a, a, a finale. So many network shows mm-hmm. don't even get, mm-hmm. you know, endings. So we and got that was an the ed-
2: original CSI that, yeah. that created the entire thing.
1: They created this thing. And then, the, you know, Gil Grissom and Sarah Seidel like literally sailed off into the sunset. It was mm-hmm. like such a great way to go out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, OK, the book is closed. That's it. And I was completely surprised and floored. I thought fans had moved on, audiences. I'm like, who's? no one wants to see the CSI stuff anymore, right? Right? <laughs> uh, And then we got a call, and and here we are, and it it was sort of conceived as a 20th anniversary special. We couldn't shoot it, obviously, Mm -hmm. because of COVID, and it evolved, Mm -hmm. and now it's CSI Vegas.
2: Now, do you you actually shoot CSI Vegas in Vegas? Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Not for super long periods of time, because things happen in Vegas.
2: That should stay in Vegas. Yeah, that that should absolutely. absolutely. Exactly, but but (laughs) it's also a very busy city.
1: Yeah, it's very and it hard doesn't to be, stop. It's hard shooting. to be,
2: like, low-key there.
1: Yeah, and they do not... It's not like you sort of close things down and you shoot. You sort of shoot in the midst of Vegas. You know, right. casinos stay open, mm-hmm. people are drinking, they're gambling.
2: Now, after all those years of being... You're a, you're a, are you a forensic pathologist? Is that what your character... What's his name? I am so much smarter on the show than I am in real life.
1: Uh, LAUGHTER I'm a forensic scientist.
2: Forensic scientist. Okay, so after all those years of doing and having to deal with that jargon and understand what your character is saying, Mm -hmm. do you think you could have any chance at actually trying to solve a crime, or barring that, do you think (laughs) you could get away with murder?
1: (laughs) Well... You know, when the show started in 2000, Mm -hmm. right, the science was absolutely cutting edge. You know, every day there was new science coming out, and and you could determine without any shadow of doubt whether something happened or it didn't happen. And 21 years ago, I said, you know, you can't get away with anything. Like, it's not even worth it. And now, 21 years later, the advancements in the last five years make what we did in 2000 seem, you know, elementary. So, Mm -hmm. no, I don't think that anyone could ever get away with anything. I don't even think they should try, actually. And I, I really? <laughs> I think they should try.
2: Where do I find the courage?
1: I also wish that we actually didn't even have a show, right? That we didn't have these stories. Like, I, you know, if we lived in a peaceful world, we wouldn't have these amazing stories to tell. But, but it's but such we a don't. good show. Exactly. It's almost worth exactly. having
2: the crime at this it point. Is.
1: And, and it's really no fun, fun to try and solve them. We both work for CBS. Don't kill this.
2: <laughs> You're a good lead-in. Um, you and I both attended the White House Correspondents Dinner uh, yeah. at, at various times. I think you were there last there in 2000, 2000 I heard. 2000 with the West Wing. I was there in 2004 for the first time. Mm-hmm. A, did you like what was the night like? Did you enjoy it?
1: It was I, it was definitely my Cinderella moment, there's no question. Like mm-hmm. I came I came from a very small town, I didn't go to college. I never imagined in my life, first of all that I'd actually even be here right now, but but certainly that I would end up in DC at a, at this dinner for journalists for the president of the United States. And it came up kind of last minute. The entire cast of West Wing was there shooting the series finale. Sure. And we got calls, like, literally, like, you're going to go to the ball. And I brought jeans and boots and sneakers and so costumes, like, they flew in all these gowns for us to wear. Oh, wow. And It was magic. It was just magic. Jay Leno hosted. Yeah. And, uh, and it was the year, you may remember, that uh, Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton made this sort of documentary. Of it, about his last days in office, which was really funny.
2: Did you guys do any sh- sightseeing around Washington?
1: Oh, yes, we did. And uh, actually, one day, because we were stationed, you know, I was playing the Secret Service agent to the president's daughter. Sure. Um, so I spent some time in the Secret Service, amazing people. And and we were shooting very close to the White House, you know, in several days. One afternoon, uh, Bradley Whitford, who's on the show, phenomenal man.
2: Sure, Josh Lyman.
1: Uh, yes, and yes, and... You know, he got some late dialogue. Aaron Sorkin sometimes has great ideas at the last Long
2: minute. Long monologues. Yeah, like
1: six pages. He was outside the White House, and he was in his suit, and he loosened his tie, took his jacket off. He was running his lines, as we do sometimes. We talk to ourselves. We are emoting. We're moving it. We're putting it into movement. And the Secret Service totally just descended on him and took him in. They thought he was a madman. <laughs> and... <laughs> They let huh. him go. Yeah, they let, yeah, they let they him did, go. Did Aaron
2: Sorkin have to go into the <laughs> in <his> spring. <laughs>
1: they they figured it out pretty quickly that there had been a mistake, but they were doing their job. Thank God they were keeping the White House safe.
2: All right, uh, this is the this is the essential question here because again, these are the, there are two great CBS crime solving franchises here. There's Uh-oh. there's, there's uh, uh, CSI okay. and there's NCIS. Uh-huh. If those two
1: <laughs> I'm, this <is> a setup. <laughs> if,
2: if you CSI people fought the NCIS people,
1: uh-huh. who would win? Well, as much as I would like to say that CSI would win, you know, we don't carry guns. We have magnifying glasses. Sure. We we you know we're flawed heroes that sure. solve crimes with our our minds and our hearts and they totally kick our butts. Just, they have LL they cool jibs. <laughs> they, they do. They have flak jackets and big guns, real big guns.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you answer this? Why is there so much naval crime? Do you know why? Is there naval crime investigative service. or like, why is there so much naval crime I, you know, in Los Angeles? Yeah.
1: I've... I've asked no myself one can my answer question. that question yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, there's
2: a lot of crime there. Yeah. Georgia, it was so lovely to have you here. Thank, thank, you, thank you so for much here. for having <laughs> me. This has been The Late
1: Show Pot Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level.